Hello, Swoon Squad. Do you love Force Proximity, fish out of water romances with beta heroes? Well, stay tuned for a new contemporary rom com that's extra swoony. Hello, Swoon Squad. Welcome, welcome, welcome to While You Are Reading, a podcast for contemporary romance readers. I'm your host, USA Today bestselling romantic comedy author, Lisa Daly. So today on While You Were Reading, we are going to be talking to business or pleasure author, Rachel Lynn Solomon. She is the New York Times bestselling author of The X-Talk and Weather Girl and a bunch of other romantic comedies that you love. Originally from Seattle, she's currently navigating expat life in Amsterdam, which is really, really cool. Rachel Lynn Solomon, thank you so much for being here. We are super, super excited to talk to you about business or pleasure, which I absolutely loved. Like, love, 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 love. Really such a fantastic read and quick read. Like, it's really well plotted, goes really fast and so enjoyable. So tell us a little bit about this setup and uh, and the plot for uh, business or pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, thank you so much, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here chatting with you and... Yeah, thank you for the kind words. I had such a blast writing the book. So just the fact that other people are finding it fun and that it's going by quickly, it's actually the longest of my adult books. So I'm always like sweating it a bit when people read. I'm like, oh God, is is it going to feel long? But so it's a relief when it doesn't. It doesn't feel long um, at all. So, it, felt, it was almost like it was too short. Oh, like good. it was too short, but it was one of those books where you wanted to keep going because you're enjoying the story and you're like, damn, my fast reading. Yeah. <laughs> I love this book. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. So yes, a little uh, little tidbit about business or pleasure. So it is a romantic comedy about a ghostwriter who has a terribly awkward one night stand with a C-list actor having no idea who he is, uh, only to learn that she has been hired to work on his memoir. And as the two are collaborating, um, he is a someone who is most known for his role in a supernatural TV show that went off the air 10 years ago. And so now most of the, the way he makes his living is traveling across the country, um, appearing at fan conventions. So she accompanies him um, on his, his little tour. And as they are going along, she lets it slip that their night together was not as mind-blowing as he thought it was. And maybe she could give him a few pointers. So that is that is the, the very fun setup for the book. <laughs> it is love- terrible one-night stands uh, <laughs> plus spice lessons, and she's the one teaching him. Those are the tropes that I use. I absolutely absolutely (laughs) loved that little twist which is funny because because you know I'm a romance writer myself and I'm usually not surprised by what happens in romance novels I love them but part of writing them is that at some point there you you do lose a little bit of the surprise about what's going to happen next and but I will say that Chandler giving Finn spice lessons which is a good way to say that was not something that I expected like that was a lovely little surprise and um yeah I I really enjoyed that um no that's my favorite thing is when people go into this book not reading the summary and just (laughs) being completely surprised by that which 
yeah, it, it it feels like I pulled off like a thriller <laughs> level kind of twist when <laughs> it's really giving me way too much credit. <laughs> I love well I hadn't either like I was I had not read I had read your previous books which is why I loved uh the x-talk and I loved uh weather girl it's funny about x-talk because I don't know if you know this and this is the first time we're meeting so you probably don't but I am a former dating expert I was literally on national television for 15 years giving dating advice and so I so connected with that book and I think I covered it I I mean it's been a while but I think I covered it back in the day for daytime and I I absolutely thought it was very charming uh the x-talk so I have to ask you when you described Finn's show you described it as sort of a supernatural type of a show the show is called is it nocturnal nocturnal and nocturnals nocturnal nocturnals yeah nocturnals yeah and I got immediately when I started reading that I got a supernatural vibe which I completely missed the boat on supernatural but I'm like right now watching all of the seasons that I'm like almost to the end I totally love it so first I want to know was nocturnals sort of a were you like trying to do sort of a supernatural vibe there so this is this has become one of my favorite questions because uh, I think it really it like it, it, no 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 it like brings shame upon me but in a funny way. So I actually based it on something much older because I am like also quite behind in terms of you know contemporary like supernatural type shows. So my major inspiration was actually Buffy, which was my big thing as oh, yeah. you know teenager college student. Yeah, and I even, like, I didn't watch that until it was on Netflix, so I didn't watch it as it was on. I just discovered it later, and I got super into it. Um, But what's been funny is, well, and actually, uh, some of the fandom elements of this book were inspired by, you know, years ago, I went to Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle and saw some Buffy actors on panels, and then um, I was way too shy and too intimidated to do the autograph. Um, you know, photograph thing, but I saw them and their signing lines and it made me think about how I'd never seen them in anything else, (laughs) that Buffy was still the thing that they were known for. And I was like, huh, it's really interesting that people are devising this whole career about, or this whole career based on a show they were in all these years ago that people are still so passionate about. So I think there was a little, you know, idea morsel planted back then. But the the shows that I keep hearing come up when people are reading this book are um, Vampire Diaries, yeah, Supernatural, and then the main one is Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and embarrassingly, I have never seen it, even though uh, <laughs> a lot of people have, have told me that um, Finn reminds them of Dylan O'Brien, which if that's mm-hmm. fun to picture while reading, absolutely mm-hmm. feel free. <laughs> love that. I totally love it. Uh-uh. Well, that was my that was my next question, actually, was to ask you whether or not you went to Comic-Cons to research. I have uh, my significant other is a pretty big horror YouTuber. And we went yeah. he's now being asked to go to these Comic-Cons. And we went to our first one. Well, he had been to Comic-Cons, but I had never been to one anywhere. And we went to the Atlanta Comic-Con a couple of months ago. And just to kind of see if he was going to like it. And I was really shocked because first we met some really interesting, like we were in the area where the artists are. And so it was super artist alley. And so it was super cool to meet these creators of 
of things that you loved or that you've always admired. And one of the things that I was fascinated by was the same element that you picked up on in business for pleasure. And that was, you have people who have not been on television for a really long time, making an excellent living doing one conference to another. And I love how you captured the sort of family aspect of that because you see the same people over and over again, you end up with, you know, this like lovely kind of relationship with these other folks who do the conferences, which I found really cool. But also that you could be an, you could be an actor who never did anything after your last project and still make a good living. I remember being shocked that there were two people, Loretta Swit and I can't remember the other guy's name from MASH, which I think went off the air like when I was a kid and oh. right a million years ago. And they're both like 90, but they had a line. Like I was like, people were there and they saw them. And of course, Cobra Kai, those guys, Ralph Macchio and the, oh my God, I can't remember his name. Anyway, the blonde guy, Johnny, Johnny Lawrence. Mm-hmm. They had like a really, like that was sort of the big draw of that conference, which I, I found really interesting. Are you, would you, so you said you've been before, would you consider yourself a con person or not? No, I mean, I think I am just at my core too shy <laughs> to be a true con person. But my my husband is really into uh, comics and um, a lot of sci-fi and fantasy, um, you know, pop culture stuff. So I would tag along with him. And I feel like I've just kind of been adjacent to it for a mm-hmm. while. And I think I'm just very naturally like an observer. <laughs> um, I used to consider myself like very much a, like a wallflower type person, but I think I just really like, I like to watch what people are doing and um, not that I'm secretly in the corner taking notes about everything so I can put it in a book one day, but I just, I find, you know, human behavior and like those kinds of interactions really interesting. So yeah. I love just being able to, observe like that's enough enjoyment for me I don't need to wait in a signing line and you know be completely flustered when I get to the front Right. And I think just like watching what's happening and the people getting all like the costumes were, I had no idea that that was such a thing. Like it was insane. I mean, I knew people wore costumes, but I did not expect the level of awesome and insane, you know, costume dedication. I thought that was completely fantastic. And that you did a really nice job of capturing that fandom and excitement in the, you know, the Comic-Con kind of world. So, Okay. Oh, thank you. Oh, so, oh, you're welcome. So uh, traditionally speaking, romance heroes are, you know, tall, dark and handsome. And I love the fact that you have, you know, that you've really chosen different types of heroes, that your heroes are not particularly like, uh, you know, uh, take my woman and throw her over my shoulder. And right. Like it's not, they're not like that at all. Finn is an Auburn hero, which I totally love. So I first I have to ask, did you know that January 12th is Kiss a Ginger Day? Were you aware of that? (laughs) I don't, I did not, but I'm sure someone jokingly told me at some point. Yeah, I for anyone only listening, I I have red hair. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I right. Okay, I love that. So you should. Oh, so you should get a lot of action from your husband on January twelfth. Just so we say that. Um, in, <laughs> in the X talk, your hero is Asian with lust inspiring forearms. I always thought that was such a delicious little detail. It's not something we usually think about, and yet that can be really nice. And I a love right I lo- I'm a hamstring fan myself and my significant other is a mm. power lifter and he's always like why and I'm like you don't know what you're what- <laughs> like this is it so which is funny because I like forearms yes I can work with that I really love that you are creating these love interests that are sort of outside the usual so can you tell me a little bit about what goes into that? Yeah. And it, it, the other thing I also want to mention is that, yeah, Weather Girl has a fat hero, which was something that I felt super strongly about, too. So, yeah, there are a few things that go into that. I mean, first, I feel like everyone deserves to see their love story represented on their page and represented on the page and uh, their love story, their you know preferences and just themselves, too, because we all know that men read romance as well. Right. Um, and I think it can just get boring when every hero looks exactly the same. True. It's, you know, there's been so much in the way of body positivity for women that has not quite happened for men yet uh, right. to the same degree. And also within another big part of the story is he has OCD. And that's something that um, I drew a lot from my own experiences and that he is, um, you know, a bit tentative or a bit hesitant to re- reveal at first. And yeah, a lot of my motivation with writing these characters is I really love, uh, with with regard to, um, you know, Russell in Weather Girl and then Finn in um, Business or Pleasure specifically, I love a beta hero. I, yeah, part of it is I just get sort of bored of alphas because they're, they still really dominate romance. I guess dominate Absolutely. is sort of a fun <laughs> there. But um they dominate everything. Yeah, I, just, I really love like someone who is soft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I really love someone who is softer and sweeter. And I think it lends itself to a lot more communication with the heroine in, um, you know, MF romance, which is what I write. I really love giving the my heroine a chance to take control and feel empowered and I think that like a sort of shy, blushing hero is really sexy um, and really fun. And I also tried to extend that with Finn's career as well. Like I didn't want him to be the A-list, like Chris Evans type. Um, right. I, you know, I even wanted his career to be beta. Like it just, <laughs> so from, from head to toe, every piece of the character, he is very much not an alpha. Yeah. Yeah, and it wor- it works really, really well. So speaking of Finn, he he is this you know beta hero and former TV star whose career is on sort of a downward trajectory at the time when he encounters our heroine. And so my question is, how have you ever dated a celebrity, and would you? <laughs> um, well, let's see. So I've been with my. I've been with my spouse for almost 15 years, so I have not quite had the opportunity. Um, I did date someone before my husband, so like the summer after college, who he sort of alluded to the fact that his family was had money. And then after we broke up, I found 
that he had a Wikipedia page. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so Wikipedia um, page kind of money. That's funny. Like that that had to be like, yeah, that, yeah. That guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, that's, that's definitely um, a story once I have several more, <laughs> more drinks in me than I do now. Um, but I mean, I think all of us have probably wondered what it would be like to date a celebrity. And I think that's where the escapism of romance novels comes in. And I try to balance that escapism with reality because I, there is this sense of being swept away and, you know, she Chandler's in this position where she is teaching a celebrity how to be better in bed, um, tempered by the realism of the two of them having, you know, mental health challenges and going through imposter syndrome with regard to their careers and still, um, you know, still dealing with some after effects and like, ongoing effects of um, trauma in their families. Right. So I really strive to hit is, yeah, hit in the middle of that, like, you know, if we're on a spectrum between pure escapism and pure realism. Right. Um, right. That's, that's what I aim for. I think you did. Su- I think you just hit it right in the sweet spot there. It, w- it was it was just so well done. What do you think are some of the things about Finn that make him a book boyfriend to swoon over? What's, what are the swooniest things uh, about Finn? <laughs> Let's see. Um, he is a good learner, a good fast learner and a good listener when it comes to these spike lessons. Yes. They're very important traits. He is genuinely interested in, you know, what my heroine is, uh, what's going on in her life. Like they, you know, she is supposed to be interviewing him so that she can write a book about him. But then he kind of gets them off track and he's like, you know, tell me about your parents. And then later on kind of checks in like, how are your parents doing? They're, they're a bit older and not quite as spry as, as most people her age as parents would be. And he he goes and he reads her other ghost written books and he tells her like, I could hear you in those books, even though you were embodying these other celebrities. He just really, I think he pays attention. That's, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of at the core of, of every romance hero that I write and every romance hero that I'm drawn to. Like it's someone who really is paying attention to the other person, you know, not just physically, but I mean, physically is definitely a, a huge piece of it, but in every bit of what they're doing, like not to a stalker degree, of course, right. um, every piece of what you're doing matters to them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I, th- I think that's it, that he's so he's, you know, he's sort of quiet and he's, and he really is very in tune with kind of what's going on with her. So as is our way on while you're reading, Mm -hmm. we are going to be giving away a copy of Business or Pleasure to a lucky reader. Yay. And if you want to enter, go ahead and uh, just go ahead and head on over to whileyoureading.com or you can click the link in the show notes below to win a copy. You guys are totally going to love this book. It was awesome. Okay. So this is the segment in the show where we are going to give each other book recommendations, which is, I think, always fun because we, this is the first time we're ever meeting, which is great. Even though I've read several of your books, uh, I, I think I have an advantage here because I know probably a little bit more about you than maybe you know about me. Okay. So do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. 
Oh, okay. Well, that like spoken like an introvert, right? Okay. So my yeah. recommendation for you is Carly Fortune's Meet Me at the Lake. And I really love this book. She is a terrific writer and her books have such a great sort of sense of place. Um, but one of the things I thought would be a good, uh, one of the reasons I think this book might be something you'd be interested in is that the heroine in Meet Me at the Lake also has kind of that moment where, not just moment, like her life has gone off track. It's all, She's off plan and she needs to figure out what she's going to do next. And one of the things that I really liked about Chandler is that, you know, she went, she went to school for journalism, but that hasn't really worked out because, you know, newspapers and online sites are uh, rapidly shutting down and those media jobs just don't exist. And so now she's a ghostwriter. And so I love that kind of parallel. I thought that, you know, I need to make adjustments to my life plan is, oh, I always love that sort of transformational story. And then the other reason I think that you might like this book, Meet Me at the Lake, is that both of the heroines in your book and in um, and in Carly Fortune's book, they have something that's sort of wonderful that comes out of a situation they were not super happy about in the beginning. I will not say any more than that. There you go. So that's my recommendation. All right. I hope you like it. So how about you? I'm dying to hear. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I've been excited to read that one and now even more so. Um, Okay. Well, I had a few in mind. And so knowing you like that book, I I feel pretty confident about my recommendation. Um, I don't have a visual because I listened to the audio book, but it's Adelaide by Genevieve Wheeler. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. It actually has a really beautiful cover. Um, but I, I definitely want to get it in hard copy. Um, but it came out earlier this year, and it is, I will say it is not a romance, actually. But it is a book about a woman in her 20s, um, an American expat in London, and this really complicated, unhealthy relationship that she finds herself in. And she is just so deeply in love with someone who cannot love her back. And it is done in such a nuanced, really measured way that you just feel every uh, every beat of that relationship. And the writing is so gorgeous. As an expat, I also, you know, I related to a lot of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just, one of my favorite books I've read this year. It was completely immersive. Um, I loved the, just her writing style. And she herself is, is an American living in London, so you know there's that element of authenticity yeah but in terms of you know books about kind of finding yourself and that definitely is like the ending is for sure hopeful I mean it's not a straightforward romance but you know you by the the end will not leave you shattered but yeah definitely a big um you know I would say content warning for suicide ideation and there yeah there I think it's pretty easy to see find some of the triggers um online there's some other mental health you know mental illness that it deals with but um yeah I, it was phenomenal and highly recommend the audiobook Ooh, okay. All right. So I, um, I have not read that book yet, uh, but I am definitely going to pick it up for sure. Uh, and I'll, I'll make a note to read it in an audiobook. Okay. You said you have one more? Um, let's see. I mean, yeah, it's, it's always so hard, right? Because you, I'm sure other authors have said this because you're always reading ahead. So like yes. I can re- recommend you stuff that's coming out in February, but that doesn't do it. <laughs> When any good, but I am actually, I'll recommend something by a dear friend of mine that I'm currently listening to on audio as well. So most of the time, 
my friends and I, or my writer friends, we exchange manuscripts as they're going through the editing process. And for whatever reason, I think both of our schedules just got busy. I didn't read this one. And I kind of made a, as it got closer and closer to publication, I was like, I'm not going to read the arc. I'm going to wait to, to read it until it comes out. Because that sort of felt like a luxury when it comes to a friend's book. Right. Um, so, yeah, pub day, downloaded the audiobook. I'm halfway through, and it's wonderful. Um, it's called Plus One by Kelsey Rocky, and it's her third book. It's a YA romantic comedy uh, about a girl who is, she sort of has this, like, matchmaking hustle, and she can set up any of her friends with or, you know, non-friends really with anyone, but she has never had a boyfriend. And she is faced with the prospect of needing to find a date for her cousin's sweet 16 because she is the only person who was not given a plus one because her cousin, who she has this what rivalry with, her cousin's like, well, you can't find a boyfriend. Um, so she then goes on this week-long journey, goes on all these dates, and this annoying her older sister's best friend, this annoying guy who just happens to be everywhere, um, is the one that she finds herself drawn to. And it is just so adorable, really fun, perfect summer read. Um, Kelsey's banter is just some of my favorite. And uh, yeah, plus one by Kelsey Rocky. I love that. I am a sucker, sucker, sucker for good banter. I um, I just read Kate Bromley's new book and um, her banter. I think I don't know if you know her. She wrote um, Talk Bookish to me, and um, her her new book is called Chow for Now, and it's delightful. And part a big part of that is because the banter is just outstanding. I am a sucker for banter for good steamy banter and flirty, funny banter and smart banter, mm -hmm. like every day of the week, I will take that. Well, thank you. Those are two excellent recommendations. Both of those sound like books. I'm like, okay, I need to order those immediately. So nice work. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Let's talk tropes. Business or pleasure has some of my absolute favorite tropes. We've got fish out of water. We've got the McDreamy moment. We've got forced proximity. We've got second chance with a one night stand, sexy school, and it's a workplace romance. This book is tropolicious. We've also got friends with benefits, friends to lovers, TV star, falls for a normal human being. All good. Will you be my book boyfriend? So would Finn make a good book boyfriend or not? First, he is a former TV star and he has a rabid fan base, which there's something appealing about the guy everybody wants, wants you. He pays very close attention to what she is saying. He's a fast learner, total cinnamon roll. He is a very enthusiastic and willing to take direction in the bedroom. I think most importantly... He reads her books and that gives Finn four and a half ring keeper rating. As you guys know, all of the books that we review here on While You Are Reading are books that I consider five-star books. Love, love, love them. Not going to have them on the show if I don't love them. But the book boyfriend keeper rating has to do with whether or not I would personally date this book boyfriend if I were single, which I am not. Finn is also a ginger, and I think anybody who knows me very well knows that I have a special place in my heart for gingers. I happen to have one myself. 
I'm your host, Lisa Daly. Thank you so much for listening, Swoonies, as is our way here on While You Were Reading. We are giving away a copy of Business or Pleasure to a lucky winner this week. And all you need to do to enter is just head on over to whileyouareading.com or you can just go down below and click the link in the show notes. And remember, if anybody ever asks you when you fell madly in love with contemporary romance, well, you can just tell them it was while you were reading. All my love till next time.